join the Jones family with their grown children as they sit around the table and to share their passion for marriage, family, and boundaries while providing inspiration, practical tips, and insight into the simple life that glorifies God. Whether you're a Christian or not, there will be takeaways to heat up your marriage, train up your children, and navigate this culture with more wisdom and perspective. Okay, so in this episode, we are going to be talking about dating. And so my parents are not here. It is Hope and Jake and I and Tristan's in town. And so he's going to give some input as well. And since we, since Hope is in this phase of being a young adult, she's not married. Same with Tristan. She's single, ready to mingle. Tristan is also not married, but he's in a relationship. And then Jake and I are obviously married, but dating wasn't that far ago. We've only been married for two years. And we're still kind of dating. We're still dating. We're just dating plus marriage now. So what I want to start out by saying is when we're talking about dating, my opinion about this subject in general is that you probably shouldn't be dating in a serious way unless you are ready to get married. So dating, we're talking about dating for the purpose of marriage meaning that you are in a stage of life where you're not far off from being able to support a family or lead a family as a wife, whatever, what your role is in this. Um, so that, that is a different age for everybody. It's a different age for, um, it's a different opinion of everyone's parents. So this is in regards to um, you feeling ready and your parents feeling ready for you also. Um, and so that brings us into like, whether it's worth your time or not. And so I think the first point I'm on, I just want to make about that is like, it's dating is worth your time if you're ready to get married. Yeah. And so how to know if that person is worth your time. Hopefully, what would you say are like some, you know, provide you a place to live possibly in the future. Like don't even give him the time of day of like, if you're pursuing a serious relationship for, for marriage. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that, um, I mean, if you look at a guy and you're like, I mean, for for me, I'm 19. So I'm looking at a guy going, I could get married pretty much anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like I'm old enough. So I don't want to date a guy who's doesn't have a job, really doesn't like to do anything, plays video games all day. Like just those, those are like also some big red flags when you're looking for a guy to date for marriage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's a good point, too. Like, you're looking for a guy not just to date, but for marriage. So, if yeah. he's not marriage material, he's exactly. not worth your yeah. time. Jake, did you want to say something? What would you say, baby? How do you know if a girl is worth your time? The only way or you... a guy. The only way you know... Well, I mean, if I'm dating, I'm probably going to be looking for a girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the only way I would know if she's worth my time is if I'm pursuing her in a way to get to know her. So, like, mm-hmm. if... If I'm asking questions, if I'm trying to like learn how she feels about things, what her interests are, then that's how I'm going to know. So in order to find out if someone's worth your time, you have to give them time. Tristan, how do you think, how do you know if a girl is worth your time? How do you know Liz was worth your time? When I felt like I couldn't really do much life without her around. When, uh, when she made me feel like, um... I was being like later on in our relationship and when I was started being like myself again, um, her being around made me, me or a better version of me was when I knew that Liz yeah. was worth your time, worth my time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which I mean, that's, that's, that's important. A, yeah. So if y- that's a good red flag and green flag on the other end mm-hmm. of like, if someone makes you 
less of a person makes your character bad or makes you disrespectful or angry or like whatever like the qualities are that like you resort to when you're not doing good if that person turns you into that you can automatically just break up with them or not talk to them anymore yeah and i had a conversation with my parents the other night just like kind of in preparation for this podcast i wanted to make sure that i was like my brain was on the right track of like what i wanted to talk about and how i wanted to talk about things um but one of the things that we talked about was how in my past relationship i felt as if like like looking back i don't remember being my full self Mm -hmm. and that was something i realized going you know obviously in the beginning of dating you kind of like you want to impress that person you want to be like the best of like the best person you can be even if that's kind of like not showing your imperfections you know that's Mm -hmm. normal but you know two months three months down the road of dating when you're still doing that and you still feel like you have to do that Mm -hmm. you know that's maybe something that you need to think about going like I can't be my full self my real self around this person Mm -hmm. and one way I just thought of like that you can gauge that because I think sometimes it's like okay am I being my full self like obviously this person doesn't know me very well yet like you're not gonna know your person you're dating like your siblings or your parents or the spouse you've been married to for 30 years like it's just not gonna be the case however you can know that you're being your full self if you can be the same person around the person that you're dating as you are around your family the people who are closest to you and so if you can be around them with that significant other and be the same person not have to be something different then you know you're dating the right person or at least for the season and also know if that's gonna be the person you're gonna marry necessarily but that's down the line i also don't think it's it's always the other person it Mm -hmm. could be like a insecurity that you have Mm -hmm. and that you need to work through right and for my case like i really don't know because i did have a lot of insecurities going into my relationship because it was my first relationship um so I don't really know if that was and honestly what I told my parents is for a relationship that doesn't work out you almost are glad that you didn't completely open up to that person Mm -hmm. because then they have all your deepest darkest insecurities your secrets whatever and then now they're going around like you know it's it's another person that's not in your life anymore that has that information Mm -hmm. so it's almost something that you have to be careful about and I think that's why you have to take some of the early stages of a dating relationship to really just like, you know, be careful with how much you, sh- not how much you share, but yeah, I yeah, mean, I guess how much you share. Yeah. For sure. well, yeah. Taking that, what well, your point you just made and bringing up boundaries. I mean, how much you share, oh, yeah. how much you share emotionally, how much you share physically with mm-hmm. someone. I mean, that's something you're giving away to someone and you're taking something from them that you're going to carry for i mean the rest of your life because what i tell people is um i don't ever regret you know dating my ex but if i would have overstepped boundaries you know Mm -hmm. that i personally had i would have regretted that but thank goodness i did not Mm -hmm. um so i don't have to look back at and regret that i don't regret anything really Mm -hmm. so Right, you can you can just look at him as a learning opportunity yeah definitely. and not like oh my goodness i just left all of myself with this person yeah because all of that belongs to the person that you're marrying so everything you give to your the people that you're dating is taking away from the people you're going to be the person you're going to be married to so like even when it comes to like your thought your thoughts that you have your emotions mm-hmm. like it's so cool to go look at your spouse and be like 
okay i've never even told anyone this but like yeah here's something that i like feel deeply about yeah definitely and that's something that's like so special so you hate to take that away from someone and i would say when the if the relationship ends you're a lot more able to bounce back definitely and, yeah and not be so like broken hearted yeah. and, and shattered and you you have tantrums and can't really like figure yourself figure yourself out for a while but when you like i feel like the way hope's talking about like she doesn't regret her past relationship she's able to like i mean yeah she was like kind of annoying for a couple weeks after but i mean <laughs> what <laughs> I'm just no kidding. way very but annoying <laughs> <laughs> but i like from what i've seen like she's she's never stopped being hope mm-hmm. she's always does so that make sense yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of yeah. sense so along the lines of like physical and emotional boundaries like so how do you set those boundaries because they're different for everyone and it is a lot of times based on your convictions there's things that are right and things that are wrong what god says is right things that god says is wrong but outside of that there's sometimes what people refer to as a gray area yeah so how do you know what the right boundaries are to set so my parents always taught us like i want to treat you with respect because you are not mine Mm -hmm. i'm not yours Mm -hmm. you know if we move on from this relationship and you're with someone else and I'm with someone else, I never want to feel embarrassed with what I've done with you. Mm-hmm. And I also remember um, as a kid, my mom reading us a story and I don't know the name of the story, so she could probably give that to you. But I just remember it was about like a princess and being carried on the edge and mm-hmm. how like every every guy that came was saying like, oh, well, I, I'll show you how to carry your daughter as close to the edge. I can carry her this far. Like this one guy who's like, I can carry your daughter a foot from the edge and not, not drop her. I can yeah. carry your daughter six inches from the edge or one inch from the edge. I can carry her right on the edge of the line. And then finally a guy comes and says like, well, I would never take your daughter anywhere near the edge because she's too precious to be dropped off the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So why would you even take that risk? And so I just remember that story being something that was like impactful for me, kind of in the way of like, when it comes to setting boundaries, why would you set the boundary right where the line is so if the line is like sex before marriage i'm not gonna have sex before marriage so that's my boundary exactly but what happens all the things that are leading up to that i mean there's a lot that can happen between like no physical intimacy and sex oh definitely (laughs) it's not just like okay well we just won't do this and so like whatever that line is for you like for jake and i like in our relationship we did not kiss i think part of the reason why i was so passionate about honoring that boundary and respecting that boundary i mean first and foremost like because i i wanted to get to know you and i love you and or i i fell in love with you but like Even i was then you cared about me i cared about you and i was so done having boundaries and past relationships where it, well, the line wasn't like i guess what i'm saying is your boundary was so strict about not kissing that like it left no room for a gray area whereas like in past relationships like if the boundary was kissing or physical intimacy like it's so much easier to break that it's a lot easier to break a boundary when it's not a clear black and white boundary yeah yeah you just want to set yourself up for success so like i guess that okay that's what i was trying to say yeah is that i was tired of having bad relationships end badly because of not having any kind of boundaries yeah and so finally i was able to be in a relationship where not only did i come up with a boundary of like kissing but then her boundary was even like kicking that as far off the table as possible. <laughs> and I was like, man, like that's someone that I can see myself like marrying. But it's also like 
I think a lot of people get, I don't know, a lot of people get kind of weird about boundaries, especially when you talk to other people, like younger kids, like younger kids, I'm not a younger kid, but um, pe- like young adults like my age, because um, they're like, what, you don't, you're not kissing that person? I'm like, no, which is crazy, because I actually, one of my friends asked me the other week, they're like, wait, did you ever kiss him? And I was like, no, no. I thought you knew that about me, like, I'm saving my first kiss for marriage. But that's something that you also have to make sure that you establish early on. Mm-hmm. So obviously the talking stage, you know, you, you're you not really being put in that position to, you know, do that. And you don't really have to think about that because you're still getting to know each other. You're not really there yet in the relationship. But when you start to talk about being in a relationship and like actually being committed to each other, that's when I think that conversation needs to happen. And you, it needs to happen quick. Like even if I think me and you were both like we're so we talked about boundaries all the time like mm-hmm. that was we had a list like we were very specific and you have to be very upfront and if you don't know me I'm a nine on the Enneagram so like that was very hard for me to be like okay so these are my boundaries I don't want to kiss you until we're married like I don't want to do this I don't want to lay horizontal that's another one mm-hmm. right which another way that I've heard that said actually from two different pastors Four Peter. is <laughs> Uh, four on the floor so that means that like if you have two feet and your boyfriend or girlfriend has two feet then all those feet should always be on the floor and if you're they're always on the floor then that means you're either standing or you're sitting on a couch with your feet down okay so jake do you want to talk about what your advice would be to guys in this stage my advice to a young man or a man in his 20s about dating it's first and foremost, I think you have to be confident in yourself. So a lot of guys like to boast about themselves, but I would say just be a, be confident in who you are as a person, um, whether you're a Christian or not, have some sort of boundaries going into the relationship. And because a girl is going to respond a lot better if you are, if you're the one even bringing up boundaries, don't wait for her to bring up boundaries because that conversation she might if you go into a dating relationship already leading that's just going to set you up for success because i mean that's what god created us created men to do is to lead mm-hmm. tristan what about you do you have anything to add to for guys well, i've got something to say yeah um uh guys should find themselves a girl they can work side by side with mm-hmm. and argue with and have fun with and also be a best friend to them not just a romantic you know relationship but also you know you can chase each other through the beach or whatever (laughs) and not have to worry about holding hands if that makes sense like um find someone who makes you better and vice versa but i will get to that on the next go around and i'd also say don't date someone who you think you can fix or you feel responsible for or like you see them in a bad relationship with their family or like basically don't date a project like obviously we're called to love and help and serve people but at the same time when you're talking about your dating relationship there you don't need to settle for anything less than what god has intended for you so like in my past relationships, I've always like thought about myself being, okay, I'm a Christian and I have a 
personal relation with Jesus and these girls that I'm dating claim to believe in God. So like that was enough for me to think, okay, they're, they believe in God. So this might, this might work out. But at the same time, all of them were from some sort of a broken home, um, had zero boundaries and believing in God, they didn't even go to church, but that was like, it's like my male brain didn't like see any kind of red flags because all all I cared about was like just checking off a list. A guy's responsibility is not to, to save, like as a man, I, I, I read in Wild at Heart, which was really good about like guys like to be the hero, be the guy saving the princess from the dragon, that type of thing. And I was just going to say, like, so from a girl's perspective um, and being a girl who, if you would have known me during the stage of dating, I would say from like, you know, 16, where you start thinking about boys to, I mean, some people start thinking about them a lot earlier than that. But for me, (laughs) 16, all the way into 22, when I met Jake, I was the type of girl who would not give guys the time of day. Yeah. And a lot of that was because guys seem like idiots. Oh, yeah. And so not to they like are. if you're listening to this and you're a teenage guy that's not to be of, like i'm not trying to offend you by saying that but what i'm trying to say is that you have so much more capacity than you put into yourself and to grow yourself spiritually physically emotionally like know who you are like learn like what you like and what you don't like have your own boundaries have your own standards for what you're looking for in a girl i mean how many guys out there literally just have the standard of like, I want her to be a Christian and I want her to be hot. And it's like, that's literally what I kind of, what I just said. Yeah. And so like, that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of girls who are hot and there's a lot of girls who call themselves Christians and there's a lot of hot Christian girls. And that's not a boundary. And half of them are like (laughs) crazy. So yeah, that's, that's what I have to say. Yeah. I would definitely like agree with that. That's like kind of what Jake was saying guys it's okay to look at a girl and be like you know i don't really see myself i don't see her being my wife and i don't see her helping raise my children and you know like being a partner throughout life it's okay to look at a girl and do like and say that in your mind because we do the same thing to y'all so like (laughs) not about being wives or anything but it's i feel like girls we always are thinking about the future Mm -hmm. and it's okay if you like it's okay for a guy to do that too you know have standards just because just like hannah said just because a girl is hot and a christian doesn't mean she's gonna be the right one for you like you know and be upfront about it too yeah it's like it's okay to talk to a girl and be like you know i'm just this is what i'm looking for like it's it's okay to do that and i feel like girls are really good at doing that well some girls but um I don't feel like I see many guys do that. Mm-hmm. And also like the whole thing with like leading girls on. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. If a girl seems interested in you and you just decide to text her back, even though you're not interested, you're telling her you're interested, even though you're not. And so you're just leading her on making her heart fall for you when you're just, you don't even care. And so if you fi- find that a girl finds you inter- like is interested in you, but you are not wanting the same thing that she seems like she's wanting. You need to be upfront with her and say, yeah. you know same what? Same thing, vice versa, though. Yeah, oh, definitely. For, yeah. So that like going into like starting the conversation about girls, like both of you need to be upfront about 
if you're in, into something or not into something, you need to communicate that. Mm-hmm. Just like you communicated to me when we first met that you were not interested. <laughs> I didn't communicate <laughs> that to you. And you're just still but leading me on. Yeah, it's, Two it's years working in a though. I definitely, I definitely think it's honestly mostly about communication. Yeah. Because it's communicating what you want in a person and it's communicating how you feel about that person and being up like up it's being upfront to that person about how you really feel about them and it might be hard because a lot of people are people pleasers or like are terrible at confronting people like me yeah so there's actually a series um that we watched a while ago and have revisited several times called single dating engaged married by ben stewart and he's a pastor he was a pastor at um, texas a&m a college and um he says some really good things about how like basically when you're dating someone you're the goal of that is to decide is this person gonna be my spouse or are we gonna move on from this and so anything that you are doing in a relationship that causes you to get to one of those conclusions is a good thing and so like if you're in a relationship with somebody you're even just talking to somebody and you hear something from them or decide that they're not the right person for you in some way or another, you don't vibe on some level, like communicating that to them is the biggest thing and the most, the most mature adult thing you can possibly do. Because the worst thing you can do is lead somebody on into a relationship for six months, two years, five years, 15 years, just for them to find out that you weren't even 100% in this. And also, it's not just in the beginning of the relationship. It's also, like, in the relationship. Right. You know, if your feelings change towards that person, tell them. It shouldn't be a guessing game of, I don't know if this person likes me anymore. Mm-hmm. You should never have to feel like you're dating someone and you're like, I don't know how they feel. Like, they, I really don't know how they feel about me. Mm-hmm. And that just honestly leads to a lot of pain and hurt from personal experience (laughs) which again that leads me back to the point of like why you have boundaries because if you're physically connected yeah but you kind of don't like the person anymore (laughs) like you're stuck in the sense of like you don't want to hurt this person and so you just like stay in a bad relationship that you could have ended in a month and now you're like six months down the road and you feel trapped Mm -hmm. one of the things that we brought up was like it's okay to have a waiting stage it's okay to like take some time to get to know that person without committing to them Mm -hmm. without being like in a relationship so like it's not really even a talking stage it's just like be upfront with how you feel be like you know i am attracted to you and i think you're attracted to me and then you just be like okay well i don't really know you that well so let's take some time to get to know each other and see if we actually want to move forward into a relationship where, and it's almost like if you do want to date someone for the purpose of marriage, you have to be very intentional about that because it's okay to take time to get there. You don't need to rush it. You don't need to like, you know, three weeks into dating be like, you know, I think I'm going to marry this person right now. You know, like take some time to get there because it is a process. Like, you can mess it up like along the way and you don't want to do that. So be intentional with how like, you know, you're going, I don't know if that made sense. No, that makes sense. So along the lines of like us giving advice to girls. So what would you tell your friends who 
are in the stage of dating and maybe don't know like how to be what to think what advice would you give them i think that you need to work on yourself take some time to focus on making yourself better for that person in the future um and one of the things that i've talked about my friends a lot lately is um you don't want to bring past hurts and past trauma i guess you could call it into your relationship so focus on yourself for a second you know get that figured out you know go to therapy if that if that like if you want to do that you know take some time because once you start to bring that into a relationship that other person might have that burden of like your problems and i know that that other person might not really care be like i love this person and it comes with all of her past Mm -hmm. okay you're looking at dating as i'm trying to figure out if i want to marry this person and so if you're bringing all this junk into a dating relationship then you're bringing that into a marriage yeah potentially definitely so yeah that's where i was going with that but um yeah i definitely think that's that's a very important thing to work on like in the single stage like before you even start dating just focus on that for a second like and you, you might not even have any past things you need to work through and that's okay like so really focus on what you want and obviously like we were very educated when it comes to like dating when we were younger so me and my sister both like took time to write down what we wanted in a person i have like a list of like probably 20 things and like it can be specific and this is something that i told one of my friends is i was like you can be very specific to the point where i'm like i want someone with good hair like you know like that's okay to put down like but also have the things in there that's like one of mine is that's really important for me is i want the other person to have respect for their parents and respect for my parents you might not find someone that has the most amazing relationship with their parents like you know i have a great relationship with mine so it's it's kind of people feel like it's a lot to live up to but i'm like no it's okay like but i want you to have enough respect where you care about their opinion of things like that you feel like you can go to them and talk to them about this relationship what about you baby what would you say to a girl i mean mine was along the a very similar line that hope was talking about with becoming who the person you want to marry so the person that someone else wants to marry so if you've got all these expectations of somebody somebody else you need to make sure that you're living that same thing and so as a 17 20 25 year old girl and you spend your days being lazy and complaining and whatever it is that you do like think about what you want to marry and who you want to be as a wife and become that now and so whether it's learning how to cook learning how to interact with adults learning how to have real conversations with your friends like those are going to be all qualities that are going to help you in a dating relationship and into marriage girls need to find themselves a guy that will uh respect them for who they are and um then you also find a guy who's going to treat them i'm not going to say as a princess or a queen because that's you know but kind of yeah but in a way that you know they're going to open doors they're going to respect them they're going to make sure they feel safe they're going to protect them they're going to you know hopefully one day you know provide um the men not the girls i mean you can whatever you want to do but anyways um (laughs) 
but yeah, I think girls need to just find them a guy that's going to, you know, I guess, quote unquote, dance in the rain with them when they want to dance in the rain. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Just find Thank someone. Um, yeah. <laughs> find someone for girls, like Tristan was saying, make sure that that person is going to really like not put you first in their life because they should really be putting God first in their life, but respect you enough as a person and as a lady to do things. What do they say? What's the saying people say? It's like something is not dead. Um, chivalry is, chivalry not dead. is not dead. I, I couldn't think of the think word. I was trying to think that, but I didn't want to stumble. Chivalry is not dead. I would say if you're a girl and you are dating a guy who doesn't want to be around your family, only wants to be around his friends, doesn't seem like he's the same guy when he's around his friends and when he's around you, I mean, that's probably a giant red flag because he, one, is not confident in himself. He is hiding something, so he doesn't want to be around your family, which means he probably doesn't truly care about you or respect you. He's more just killing time because he's still, like you said earlier, just an idiot teenager Mm -hmm. or a selfish person. And we, I mean, as humans, we're all somewhat selfish because, I mean, that's just how our sinful nature is. But, yeah, so to a girl, I'm saying if he is not pursuing you actively um, and caring about your interest or caring about, yeah, caring about your interest or your boundaries, then he's not the right guy for you. Heritage Beauty is the first hair care brand that truly encompasses the needs of every hair type and texture. This brand was created by Mindy McKnight, a mom of six with over 5.6 million followers on YouTube. These products are gluten-free, aluminum-free, silicone-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, cruelty-free, and free of many other things. My favorite product is the rice water rinse. Not only does it make your hair silky smooth, but also promotes hair growth. You can find these products at your local Walmart, but maybe don't go at looking at the Powhatan Walmart because they are always out. Okay, so this top 11 list is going to be the top 11 lies that are told to young adults by this culture. And so we've asked some of our closest friends, family members that are in the age group of young adults, so 18 to 25, um, what they deal with as far as lies from the culture. So the first lie is physical beauty determines your worth and is also unachievable. You have to look a certain way to be considered pretty or beautiful or attractive. Um, And the truth about this is that God doesn't love you any differently if like you look a certain way. God looks at your heart. So if you're striving to love him and honor him, then it it doesn't matter what you look like. Number two, the second lie is you need to rush, get a job, get married, have kids. There's a certain age to do things, but you're always going to be behind. You ha- you need to have your whole life figured out in your early 20s. This is huge in our culture, and I mean, we all are affected by this. Um, but the truth about that is that there's no perfect timing to do everything. I mean, read the Bible. People had kids at 95. <laughs> there, the, there's just different ages that God has planned for you to do different things and live your life. And so... Um, Comparison is a thief of joy. If you are going to live your life comparing it to what everyone else is doing, you're never going to enjoy it. Lie number three, it's okay to make lots of mistakes. That's how you learn. You have to learn everything the hard way, which I found, I mean, 
is just total nonsense because you can learn from other people's mistakes. Like for me, I learned a lot from my older siblings mistakes and not having to make my own. So let God teach you the easy way. The fourth lie is the honeymoon phase of marriage is just a phase. It's going to be boring after that. Um, that's a total lie and people live that all over the place, but uh, marriage is going to be as fun as you make it. Um, Galatians 6, 8 says that you reap what you sow. So if you're going to sow into your marriage boringness, then that's what you're going to have out of it. But marriage is going to be incredibly fun and your bond should only grow throughout the years. Lie number five, the Bible is just a history book and a set of rules that are unrealistic to live by in this day and age. I've had people pour that into me pretty much my whole life and it got me nowhere and it's until i started living by god's word that my life really changed line number six success is the only way to be respected how you achieve this is through higher education making lots of money and or owning high ticket items the truth about this is you can be successful in whatever you do um you don't have to make much uh from personal experience um and the actual definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose so if you have a goal and you purpose it or you achieve that goal, that's considered successful. Mm, that's good. Line number seven is sex is something you need to practice or perfect before you get married. What if you're not compatible? Um, the truth about this is that sex is best enjoyed when it's in the context of marriage, like God created it to be. If you're a guy and a girl, you're compatible. And trust me, you're going to figure it out. Line number eight is I can only be friends with people who agree with me on mostly everything. Um... I think that if someone disagrees with you on something, especially in social media, I think today um, we're so prone to like put others down if they have different opinions. Um, but from personal experience, that gets you nowhere in life. They're gonna find any like you're gonna find so many people with different opinions. But if they love the Lord and they're pushing you to be a better person, then you can be friends with them. It doesn't doesn't matter if they voted for a different person. Lie number nine is you can't live a fun, enjoyable life if you don't drink and party. The truth about that is you can have a fun life no matter what you do, and we have tons of fun without alcohol. Um, you get to remember it the next day, you don't have to feel bad, and you're not doing something horrible for your health or worry about doing anything embarrassing. I mean, you get to be full of yourself and not have anything extra. Lie number 10, you should do what makes you happy no matter what it costs you financially, spiritually, emotionally, or physically. The most important thing is just that you're happy, comfortable, safe. Follow your heart. I mean, I think that's the biggest lie that the culture tells you is to follow your heart because the truth is your heart and your self is deceptive and you aren't going to always be happy. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Lie number 11, there's no reason to worry about your future. What you want now is more important. YOLO. <laughs> um a quote from the pastor from the church that me and Hannah and Jake go to is abstaining from something now in order to get something better in the future is not a sacrifice. It's an investment. Ayo, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, leave a review. We'll see you next time on the Saturday morning crew.